0: A blood-curdling screech echoes down a dark alleyway. My training kicks in. I put one hand on my gun and run down into the darkness. I reach the end. Besides the moldy, leaking bags of trash, there's only a dirty brick wall. There's no one here. I can hear scratching and scraping noises coming from behind me, so I turn around to investigate. I notice a thin, white strip of light, vertically on the wall in front of me. It's too dark to see anything else. I feel the wall either side of the light. One side is rough like bricks, the other is smooth and cold. I push my hand forward and the white strip gets thicker. Suddenly a black cat shoots past my legs and darts down the alley towards the deserted street. Must have been scratching at the door, trying to get through the crack. I push further on the cold metal and the door swings open. Blinded by brilliant white light, I step inside. It is so white it seems unnatural. It is different from the calm lighting of a shop or the atmospheric lights of a restaurant. I have no idea what this place is. As my eyes adjust to the light I push the door almost closed behind me, shutting out the humid autumn night. It felt like a gaping black hole behind me, and leaving it open was making me feel uncomfortable. I squint and try to take in my surroundings. Looking either side of me, there is nothing but brilliant white walls, further illuminated by the rectangular panels of fluorescent light embedded in the smooth white ceiling. The floor, too, is white, and the whole room looks strangely clinical. I notice a small mark on the floor, out of place in this sterile white box, and kneel down to inspect it further. It is small, and red-brown in colour, and smudged a little. I look at the rest of the floor in front of me and realise it is a trail. Walking slowly, I follow it forwards a little way. The room is a square and I'm getting closer to a large white door on the opposite side. Crouching again, I see that the marks grow significantly redder, the more substantial they get, and make an awful realisation. The cat that ran past me had tracked something on its paws as it ran, something dark, wet and red trail disappears under the door. Reluctant and hesitant, I push it open. The smell hits me instantly and I stagger backwards, gagging. It is the most awful stench I've ever encountered. Like sewage and garbage and other things decomposing, animals and filth. My stomach is still churning and I stop retching. So I try to compose myself because I know I have to go through this door. Looking up. Eyes watering, I see it's different on the other side. Once again dark, like I'm stepping back into the street. Yet, it has the feeling of being claustrophobic, airless and enclosed. With a deep intake of stale air, I hold my breath and step gingerly into the void. I'll definitely intend to leave this door open behind me. I place one foot into the room and feel that the floor is a strange texture. My shoe stick slightly as I lift it. My lungs begin to hurt so I let out a long held in breath, but the smell is making me nauseous. With shaking hands from the sickness I feel and a fair amount of terror, I unclip a small flashlight from my belt by my gun and shine it to the floor. It is black, but glistens in the beam of light. I crouch down and put my hand on the floor. It's sticky. When I overturn my hand, it is bright red. It can't be. The floor is entirely covered in a layer of congealed blood. This is too awful to imagine, but for the sake of my duties and some tiny fragment of morbid curiosity, I feel the impulse to go on further. I shine my flashlight straight into the dark room. It is all black. Perhaps the walls will bear bricks at one point. But there were so many old, bloody handprints and smears of gore that it is difficult to make out what it used to be below head height. Every few bricks there are rusting metal hooks or chains attached to the wall, usually blood-covered and sometimes with limp material hanging from it. But I'd rather not know what it used to be. It appears to be empty, apart from a horde of flies circling in the centre of the room. Suddenly I hear a quiet moan, and the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, my skin prickling at the sound. I swing my flashlight around, scanning the room where the noise came from. Against the wall in the far right corner is a small mound. I step across to investigate, my feet making awful sounds so they stick to the bloody floor with every step. It appears to be only a dark mass, but when I get closer, it moves the slightest fraction. It is a person, or at least what used to be a person. They are so far from what we would call a human being that I have to try hard not to see if it is only a pile of rotting flesh. Covered in blood and filth, his eyes and nose are sealed shut with dried blood. His hair has been ripped out in chunks and there are gaping, pus-filled wounds covering his neck and bare chest, which are swarming with maggots. He tries to speak, but all that he creates are muffled croaks. I'm surprised he's still alive, even if he is close to the end. I can't do anything for him, but I think quickly. This is worse than I ever imagined. I have to get help. I unclip my police radio from my belt. I wouldn't do that. I hear directly behind me. The voice is deep, but quiet and croaky, almost a whisper. Quickly I spin round, only to feel immense searing pain in my left shoulder. I look down to see a carving knife protruding from my flesh. He missed my bullet, provest. He pulls it out of me and it hurts even more than when the cold metal was plunged in. As he raises the knife, I look up to try and see his face, but it's too late. I drop my flashlight so only his feet and the maggots crawling on the floor are illuminated. The last thing I see is the growing darkness as he drags the knife across my throat and I collapse to the floor.